Happy Tuesday to you. If it is Tuesday, it is time once again to get powered up with untapped potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. So welcome, welcome to the program. This is the place we come each and every Tuesday to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and to remind ourselves of those important life goals that we have set out for the year. So how are you? How are you doing? I hope that you're enjoying the cooler area. If you're in the U.S., uh, the East Coast in particular, down here in Georgia, we have been experiencing some 78 degree temperature so we are truly grateful for that as you know we always get the program started off on a note of gratitude so what are you grateful for today uh, if you woke up this morning then you already have something to be grateful for so again welcome to the program this is untapped potential with dr simone right here on tvn radio and this is where we get powered up and energized for the week ahead so we are grateful that you are here with us of course, today is September 13th, which means on Sunday was the 21st anniversary of 9-11, the terrorist attacks, 9-11, um, the anniversary was on Sunday, and can you believe it's already 21 years since that terrorist attack, so we continue to pray for the safety of, the, of this country, we continue to pray for a conversion of the, of the hearts of evil men, evil people in this world, so that they will find light, they will find grace, uh, they will find peace and they will refrain from attacking those who do not share the views that they do, who don't, do not share the perspective of the world that they do. And of course, last Thursday, we saw the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. So Queen Elizabeth II reigned for about, what, 70 years? And we saw her passing last Thursday, which means Prince Charles III will now uh, ascend to the throne of Great Britain and he will become the king of Great Britain in the coming days. So again, welcome to the program. As always, we have a great interview for you. We have a motivational tip of the week and we have a featured video for you. But before we do all that, we always like to get started off with a song of inspiration, just a song to get us energized. And then we want to stay tuned for our, our 
interview as well as the rest of the program. So I'm looking at my list of songs here and I'm trying to figure out what is a good song to get us energized for this week. And we always go back to the love of the country, the love of our beautiful island, Dominica. So let's enjoy this one from Hermina George. A song that she worked very hard with Mr. Arnold Tuller with, and it is called This Land of Mine. So enjoy this number from Miss Hermina George, a Dominican living out there in Canada, This Land of Mine, and then stay tuned for our interview, which we do via Facebook Live. So we will bring you a portion of the interview, and then... Uh, we will let you know how you can hear the entire interview, so stay tuned for that. So enjoy this number from Hermina George, and then stay tuned for our interview for this week.
post a message, let us know that you're here. Check in, Simone Matthew here. And today we are joined by Mr. Hector Spags John. As you would have known um, yesterday during the peace walk in Dominica, his sister was arrested. So of course, we as Dominicans, as one family, we're all very concerned about what transpired yesterday. So come on in, share the live, let everyone know that we are here because this is what this platform is about. This platform is about coming together to share our concerns. We come here to celebrate and promote Dominica, but we also use this platform to air our concerns and the level of um, you know, interference with the police during these peaceful walks has certainly certainly been a concern for many of us as Dominicans. So today again, we are joined by Mr. Hector Spags John, whose sister was arrested yesterday during the peaceful Wednesday walk. So let us bring him in so he can tell us about what transpired yesterday. Um, Hector, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Um, thank you to your platform for giving that opportunity to share on what transpired yesterday and also to, to connect with some of our brothers and sisters and, and going forward and how we can help to address some of the concerns that we have in Dominica right now, some real serious um, concerns in terms of our democ democracy, uh, and that is important. So I, once again, um, thank you for allowing me to be on the platform today. Yes, and thank you so much, and of course, our first question is, how is your sister doing? Uh, she's doing great. She's in high spirits. She's a person that is um, always positive. Um, she said that she was, while she was locked up for the six hours, she was just singing songs of praise and having a conversation with the other guys on the other side um, in um, locked up that was um, hearing her. So, um, so she was having some productive um, dialogue with them, you know, in terms of bettering their lives and what to stand up for and why. It is important that we as Dominicans should understand um, no rights uh, as citizens and why um, a thriving democracy is important for each and every one of us. Yes, so and I heard her, yeah. yeah, and I heard her on the radio this morning. Yes. And it seems like she's quite a formidable young lady. She's sounding strong. She's in good spirits, like you mentioned. Yeah. But um, she unfortunately could not divulge a lot of information about what transpired yesterday. So as far as you know, Hector, were you actually at the walk yesterday? I got into town while they were just preparing to leave to walk. I, I was looking for parking. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got parking, somebody called me and told me, look, they pick up um, your, your sister. Uh, just like that, and um, and they brought her to help police station. So that was about quarter to twenty-two, quarter two to eleven. Okay, so, so for those who are less familiar with the peaceful walks in Dominica, this is something that has been going on for the last twenty-something weeks. Where yeah, twenty-four weeks. Um, next week will be the twenty-fifth, so the twenty-fourth week. Yeah, today was yeah, yesterday was the twenty-fourth week. So yeah. 24 weeks, Anna, it's just a group of concerned Dominicans who are walking for peace, justice, prosperity, walking against child abuse. So just kind of walking against the ails that seem to afflict our society. And these people have met with, you know, many times insurmountable challenges, being blocked from walking on certain roads, um, you know, having their pictures taken as in, you know, we can use this as evidence against you, having sermons, uh, 
have been sent to them because allegedly um, they're breaking the law. So Hector, since you were not there yesterday, kind of just tell us what you know about what transpired yesterday. It, since that is a matter before the court, I will try to limit my discussion on some of it. But I just know that she was, um, you were walking and there was a barricade somewhere um, on Independence Street and Kennedy Avenue, just to around, around um, Burton's and company right there. So it's in that vicinity it happened. And the police, what I'm hearing that the barricade was pushed on them and they pushed it back on, on the police and the police collared her and um, that's where it started. Uh, but as to the, the details of it and everything, and she was dragged to the police um, station. Um, she was not allowed to walk or let um, a, a woman police um, officer handle her and whatnot. And, and that's some of the concerns that we had. And she was left in there for six hours. For um, They said it was for battery. You arrested her and then no one could find the arresting officer. So they could have addressed that matter within an hour or two. <laughs> but it stayed until um six hours and she was given um station bail they didn't allow it to go to the court and whatnot and so she has to appear in court on friday and interestingly about the station bail that they didn't want it to go into the night time because people were getting very agitated disrespected frustrated uh, and i think that is the motor operandi of the police right now and it's very disappointing um as a citizen i have been arrested already as well and my sister and I were cut from the same cloth. We, 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 we stand for what we believe in, you know, in terms of um, fighting for Dominica. My sister was in the US, she came back down and I've been there. And um, my other siblings tell me, why well, I'm not moving to the US, you know, leave it for leave Dominicans alone. But I, everything that I have, I got it in Dominica. And my parents, my parents work hard here in Dominica and survive. So why can I make it here and survive, you know? And, and trying to create the enabling environment for, for the Dominicans. So I just see myself as, um, we shouldn't see each other uh, as that color or this color, we should see each other as Dominicans. And that's what the police officers, well, we should see him as a Dominican, he should see us as a Dominican. His role is to protect and serve, not to serve a master, but to serve the entire Dominican population. And yesterday, I think I, I think it went over and beyond in terms of he ensuring that he's he was protecting and serving, but um, he instead handled my sister, and, and that didn't went on well with me and the, and the other members of our family, uh, of my family and and friends, the community of Dominica as well, the the, the working community, the workers who have been working every. Um, you said about the, the frustration and harassing and intimidation, and. I think if the police would just take a step back and reflect, if we allow the people to walk, give them the space to walk, maybe would have been addressing that situation long term. Maybe they would have stopped long time. Mm -hmm. No, no, I think any. I think an important um, concern that you raised, um, Hector, is the fact that she was almost manhandled by the police and the concern yes. that maybe a female police officer should have been uh, available because, right. of course, your sister is a female. Right. And she was, I heard that a police officer, woman was there, but two other office, police officers, the one had to handle and somebody else brought her up, you know, and she's not a common criminal. 
tutors have allowed allowed her to work with them, um, right mm -hmm. within with them, and and I, I know she would. I knowing my sister, my sister is not a troublemaker. Mm -hmm. You know, my sister would not eat a fly. She raised two lovely children. You know, I am like I'm a baby brother. She's my baby sister, but I'm a baby brother. I'm after her. You know, so we had that that type of relationship. Mm -hmm. But in the family as well, we were raised to speak our mind. We were our parents never taught us to be um, afraid to speak our mind or to express ourselves um, or to say what we believe in. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm an advocate for good, open, and transparent government. Some people might see me as a rebel, but sometimes you have to be a rebel to get your message across. You have to, when we're in parliament, you have seven of us in parliament and 2024 20, or they're um, of the government side and they will not allow us to speak. You know, when we were um, elected to go in there and speak and it goes back to, the, to, to what is happening on the ground with the police and how other people in the communities um, who want to speak and express themselves, they're afraid because they're intimidated. They have challenges. They, um, they might be supporters of the Labour Party and afraid to speak of what is happening to them and what is happening to our country. Uh, and that is why yesterday opened the eyes of, I got, a, I got calls from senior police officers. Mm. I got calls from lawyers. I got calls from advocates. Now, what are they saying uh, to you? What, is, what they're saying, it is, going to, it is going too far. What is happening right now is going too far. You have, you arrested all the members of parliament on the opposition side. Almost each and every one of us um, got, even the Freedom Party, got a summons or arrested. Or, or, um, there are some others now who are working who got summons just for walking. Mm -hmm. You know, but no, you're getting these people there in sense you're driving them to anger and now you're creating an atmosphere that is tense people on the edge people react but if you create as a, as a police officer you should be able to have a dialogue with your citizens if people are doing wrong try to get them on the right side or if you have to be arrested or, or charged i have no problem with that but you shouldn't be the instigator you should be protecting and yeah and, and and i think it raises an important concern um hector and thank you again for joining us and we want to thank everyone who's on the facebook live uh, marilyn alcindor uh one day they will pay for this foolishness uh, marilyn also says the police are not for the citizens and they're going to regret it uh, clyde gregor great to see you the police needs to stop the confrontation with people this is a very common problem and needs to be looked at seriously and peter thomas thank you for being here so everyone come on in post a message share the live let us let everyone know that we're here and you know hector marilyn brings up a very important point which is where i was going next because you know i think many dominicans are getting the sense that the police is against them because when for example you're limited in terms of the roads that you can traverse on a wednesday because remember, when you block the, the roads, you're not just blocking it from the peace walkers. You're blocking uh, it for, for the common citizen. And then when you see the police block off a particular road that leads to a particular business because the walkers were protesting outside of the business, what is the message that the police is sending to the citizens? And that is a serious. Yesterday, I experienced that on, on several fronts because they blocked all the roads coming around the police um, headquarters. So you have Digicel main offices on that street and um, right there on Bath Road in the intersection of Bath Road and Cox Street. You have, um, so 
employees of Digicel, they were blocked and had to park by the PSU building and walk down Boys Avenue. And they were just asking to just go through to carry some stuff that they have on the vehicle. And they were prevented there to carry a pack the vehicle outside and carry it. It was ridiculous that people, another young lady that working um DABs or DBs was walk was walking through the police um area, police headquarters area that they were allowing people to walk through to go and if they were to go into the, some business. And she was manhandled by a police officer. And so, and you're hearing the talk around rows of people frustrated, they're not going to get some things done and they, they cannot pass, they got to go to the financial center. That's where you have a lot of the business being done. People go to the financial center and do and the business employees and whatnot. And people were block, prevented from going to the financial center. And you had blockages all over the place. So that is the challenge that you have. It is, it is frustrating, not only frustrating the, the, the workers, but also frustrating um, citizens who want to do their business also um hampering business in some of the business places where because they are blocked in nobody can go in there and do business so they may be losing monies during that time as well um so when you look at the place for six seven hours what is the benefit no parking is a problem Rosu, you cannot park here but no parking area so it's, it's just a total mess total challenge and i think the police should rethink that i think the police should be big enough to to call the organizers as well and say, let us have a dialogue. Absolutely. Us, you, you walk in on Wednesdays. We will walk with you, provide security, so there will not be any trouble going through your the the, the, the areas you want to go through. You walk through, and we will escort you. That should be the role of the police. So you will avoid them clashing with anybody else, and you also allow they will they will walk fast. They will walk or go about the mission and stop blocking or, or not blocking any area. You will provide that level of support to the workers and also protection. And it also helps run, things run smoother instead of blocking the road. If the workers are um, in an area and people want to pass, you just ask the blockers, are the workers who, please just go on the side of the road, allow that vehicle to go through. And that will make things easier. But it, it, it's creating, the walking is creating a problem for the government. The awareness, um, it's bringing awareness to the people. We will begin to ask, what is going on? Why people walking every Wednesday? What are the challenges? Why the government is not responding to some of the concerns that they're raising? Child, um, child abuse, you know, um, domestic violence, um, infant mortality or the increase of death at the hospital, you know, um, our problem for democracy, the electoral reform. And these are concerns, genuine concerns that Dominicans have. Agriculture markets for farmers unemployment the drug situation the um, a lot of young men on the street know how are we going to as citizens citizens work together to ensure um that we, we we try to solve this problem or curb them but the police has a very important role to play in that community community policing when i was um directly involved with national youth council in the 90s there was a point, I can't remember what the acronym stands for, but there was a police youth group, um, group. And what they would do community policing. The police was working with the community. So a police officer would come to a community and get assistance to help solve a problem. Right now, you don't get young people working with the police. You don't get citizens working with the police because they've been harassed, been frustrated, been intimidated by the police. You have a young man, a gentleman from Granby recently saying that. Police has visited his homes four times. Mm -hmm. 
harassing he and his wife. I'm not saying there might not be a genuine concern or problem, but sit down with the gentleman, have a dialogue with him, let him know what's going on, that even though he's your son or whoever is involved in illegal activities, and he might be harboring whatever in your home or whatnot. If you don't want us to come back to your home, speak to your son and see how we can solve that problem. That's, there are different ways to deal with situations like that. But instead to go to the man home four in the morning and harass him at, at that age, an elderly in his 80s mm -hmm. and his wife. So these are the type of things you want the police to begin to want and the community as well. I do not want anybody to do to break the law, but I want their rights to be respected. And that is what we all should strive for to ensure that we have working organs in the country. The, the courts is working. The um, electoral system is working everything is working democracy is striving that you have that all cylinders working well oiled you will have a, a system that is thriving yeah and and you know i'm happy you mentioned that because actually on my next roots connection program on q95 next week that is what we are looking at how is um you know the potential for best practices in law enforcement what right. happens when the, the, the law is allowed to practice without the external pressures that seem to be placed on it? Because if you have someone barricading someone else's business, the police barricading somebody's business, that is clearly a mandate that is coming from the government. Right. Because an average citizen like me or you cannot simply call the police and say, hey, I don't like the fact that the peace walkers are walking on my streets. Like you created a street in Dominica. So I would like for you to come and prevent them. An average citizen cannot do that. And then if you think about it, um, Hector, and again, everyone on the Facebook Live, thank you for being here. Um, we will come over for your comments in a little while. If you think about it, Hector, right? The yes. average person looking from the outside, looking in, if the barricades were not there and the folks were allowed to simply walk the streets, none of this would happen. Nothing. Because they would walk the streets, they would do their, their singing, their chanting, their praying, and they would go on their merry way. And they would, but I, I, as, as you see, some creating a problem. Right. But as you see, in other democracies, in other countries, that people are walking, protesting, and they're being protected by the police. Yes. Not, with, not with ammunition, police, plainclothes officers, the presence are there, so people will know that the police are there to protect and serve. Those who are walking um, can, can, can walk freely, chant, um, say, um, express themselves in within the confines of the constitution. But now you are aggravating the, 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 the situation and you're creating, you're getting people vexed, you're getting them, um, you're going to turn confrontational and you also get physical. And we do not want that. We should allow people to express themselves. And that is what is, the country has become. And it's, it's a sad situation where my dad told me some years ago, that elections before was about um, three months that we campaign and after the election who win everybody when the, the person is um they found out who win the election which government they formed the government everybody gets back together who was working with each other or going to the farm doing cold mayor everybody back together and but now we have that lingering political hate being pumped into citizens that lingering political um, divide on the radio, the narratives have not changed. The government is there for 22 years and they have not said, okay, let me 
pull back on the narratives on the radio. But they have more radio programs blasting and pushing vile comments at, at citizens. I'm not saying that I'm a saint, but I'm saying that if the government begin to change or change the narrative or begin to do what they need to do in terms of ensuring that we have employment for our young people, creating the enabling environment, the farmers get the type of technical and financial support that they deserve and not victimized because of the color or the community that they came from. But when you have support from the World Bank and the EU for farmers grant funding and these funds do not reach the, the farmers who need, it, who need it or the fertilizer goes to shopkeepers and bus drivers for them to sell, that will aggravate farmers. That will have your community unstable. That will have people on edge. That will vex the farming community. That will vex the bus drivers. That will vex the other um, 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 sectors of society, the de different demographics. And that is why right now you have challenges at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Nobody's talking about the, the amount of deaths, especially infant mortality rate. Nobody's talking about it. But we have a serious problem there. And these are things we need to address. And as you rightfully said, there are different sections uh, um, in, in, the, in the country that needs to um, address the, 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 the area, the, the situation or the sector. But the government tentacles is inside of these institutions, inside of the sectors. And that is why every, every institution of state has been undermined and compromised by the government. Why is that so? You know, the highest law um, cut of the land is the parliament. We're not given the time and the chance to express ourselves as parliamentarians and to speak up to the issues of our communities. We have been muzzled. Mm -hmm. And these are the challenges that we have. And it is, it is something, it's a vexing situation. It is an issue, situation where people are too passive. I am saying that we are too passive. We take everything for granted. Let them fellows do what they want. No, it's our country. And that after 22 years of that, um, Doc, I am, as a, as a citizen, I am here genuinely to make my contribution um, to, even before I was in politics, I was already contributing to the development of my country mm -hmm. as a, a young, young community organizer, maybe uh, starting at the age of 13, always involved in my community, always involved. So. Getting into politics was a natural progression, you know. Um, I was involved when Mr. Williams was out, Earl Williams doing his law degree. I was more or less the parent. People used to call, even Mr. Austri, um, the, the member of parliament for cottage, used to call me I'm deputy parent because I would call him. He was the minister of communications and works at that time. And I would call him for um, assistance in, in getting sand to, to, to the community for us to do some patching on our roads, and he would have make it available. Right now, I'm a member of parliament, and I can't ask for nothing. You understand right, where it is right now. Right. But, and, and, let me, and, and let me ask you this, because I think many times uh, I hear the comments, well, what, is the, what difference is the walks making? You guys are just walking, and it's not making a difference. But would you, would you think that because of the walks and the energy that the walks have created, that is one of the reasons your sister was released within a couple of hours, unlike Thompson Fountain, who spent two days in the holding cell, do you think that is the impact of the people? That is one of the reasons your sister was released within a few hours. I think it's the main the main reason is that she's from Salisbury. Mm. Because we're not let her get into the nighttime. She would not have slept in the cell. 
I know that. They would have some some things they would have to deal with. Um, I'm not be speaking about being um, violent, mm -hmm. but we know that she didn't do anything, and it's not to say it's a criminal offense or something. It's just as you said, battery, mm -hmm. something a matter that should be dealt with within an hour. Also, do your pro, um, processing or whatever you have to do, and to keep her there for six hours. Mm -hmm. it, it shows that I think there was a level of fear. There's a level of fear going on with the government. Uh, it is filtered down for the police force to act and to act against the best interests as um, the police force of the state and not the police force of the government and the prime minister. And that is the that's something we have to work on as well as citizens, knowing the institutions of states of the state belong to the, the citizens of the state, not to any government. The, the, the Labour Party is the majority in government because we are part of the legislature as well, the opposition. They have the, the coffers of the state, but the police is not save, serving the government. The police is serving the state. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is where we should begin to understand our roles. Who am I serving? As the government members, I'm, as member of parliament for Salisbury, who am I serving? I am serving, first serving, even though I got elected through the United Workers' Party and being parliamentary opposition, part of the parliamentary opposition, I am serving the community of Sauls, Recolibation, and Monarchy. That is why I got elect elected, even though I'm a member of the, um, of the United Workers' Party. But my role, my official role, is the member of parliament for Sauls, Recolibation, and Monarchy. And I have to ensure that I play that role in that capacity. And we begin, the police has a role to protect and serve. My sister was part of, is part of the work, Wednesday workers. My sister is an advocate. She's an activist. She has a role to play in every democracy has people playing their roles. She has to play her role within the confine of the law. She's doing that. You as a police officer should be able to be diplomatic and try not to create any unnecessaries by aggravating a situation that is red already on edge and i think that is what is lacking in the police force the police officers that we had 20 and 30 years ago would never do that they would try to they would not even listen to the dictates of the of a, of a, of a politician they would ensure that they they serve within their capacity as police officer, as prescribed by the police officers' laws, the laws, the constitution of Dominica, the different ordinances, that they, they, they play their role as police officers in the interest of every citizen, not just the president or the prime minister or the ministers of government, but every citizen, even the Joe Bloke, the, the drug dealer, the drug addict, and the, the mentally ill and homeless. They have their role to play um, as citizens, as officers of the state to protect and serve every citizen. And that's where we have lost it. And, and I'm hoping that doc, we, we, that conversation of being seeing Dominica first would appeal to every citizen and we begin to act as Dominicans, not stop moving the call. We should begin to remove the caller, the party, the community where you are from. The, 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 the stigmatization should be, we should end it. Stop stigmatizing anybody or putting them in a group. But the group, we should first see 
we are Dominicans. We would like to see Dominica. Doc, if you're from Portsmouth, and I am from, from Capuchin, but I was going to Roseau, but you say, I'll take my vehicle and I want to go to Roseau. I will go to Roseau through Marigot, through Bells, and through um, Poncassi, and into Roseau. I might say, we'll use the um, Edward Lib, um, Oliver Libler Highway, but we both are going to Roseau. But for you to go to Roseau, you might say, but I want to stop to Marigot to get a breadfruit. That is where you want to go to, but we are going to Roseau. And that's why it is different. We all want to see Dominica in a better place. We will have different ways and means to get there. But there's things that should be done within the confines of the laws of Dominica, and it's not being done. So people will always retaliate, will revolt, will have a problem in those situations. And that's why you will have the room and the opening, that's why the provision was made for, being, for protesting to gather, mm -hmm. to speak your mind, to express yourself. That is in the constitution of Dominica. Everybody, every citizen has a right to speak their mind and to express themselves. And, and these are the challenges that we have. And, and it is sad where we are in 2022, where we should be able as citizens to express ourselves freely within the confines of the laws of Dominica and, and not be harassed by police officers being directed by, by, by the politicians, by the, by the government. Yeah, and I, and I think it begs an, an important question as well, um, Hector, um, in terms of, well, did the police know that she was your sister? Because considering all the opposition and, you know, everything else you guys have experienced as the opposition United Workers' Party, it does beg the question, and Dominica is a small community, is a small place, everyone knows everyone. So it begs the question, do you believe that this particular situation came about because they know, or, or it was one of the reasons, was because they know that she's your sister. Uh, and, and that this is one of the, the discussions we are having because what since the work started, they began taking pictures of the workers and began to get um, to identify um, the, the names, where they come from, who they related to. And so they, they had that data, um, I'm finding out um, by speaking with one, of the individuals in there who was giving me some information um, yesterday. So they know most of the individuals. I am not sure if that was a um, coincident or it was something that, that, that transpired. We get trying to get more information on it, um, but it's a situation we have to look at people being targeted, you know, and something as well that we, the target is to see how they can neutralize some of the workers, neutralize some of the individuals who were involved, you know, um, the people around uh, Mr. Afton Martin, you know, this is this was my second time going to the walk. <laughs> I am a, I'm not I'm, I, I am not like I would not lie about it. I'm a revolutionary. I like to see. I like I'm an action individual. Mm -hmm. I like to see things on. I am part of a political party that I respect, so I am. I, I fall in line, you know. So I, I I prefer stay home. That's why some time ago I stopped hosting our radio program. But I started back. Um, I'll be on tonight because Mr. Lambert Charles is not doing well. And that was one of the reasons I am. Um, I love to talk, but sometimes you have to curtly talk and act, you know. And I believe that Dominicans, we are speaking a lot now. We're speaking, we, we know the issues. United Workers Party and other parties, the Freedom Party, um, other pressure groups, CCM, and all the other pressure groups over the years have been speaking to the issues, the concerns, um, where we are. 
Our political party has raised all the concerns and things we should we can do better to to move our country forward. You know, and we are not given the opportunity because of the 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 failure to have electoral reform. And we're hoping that we can get electoral reform before the next election. Because the country needs to breathe, the country needs to turn, the country needs to exhale, the country needs fresh leadership, new leadership, new guidance. You know, I, I used that example yesterday. Um, St. Lucia, for the past six election cycles, they have changed the government in St. Lucia. And see what happens. You know? They have 17 seats. And nobody has won by a minority or, 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 or a slight majority. No one. You never hear that um, the Labour Party or UWP in St. Lucia won by 10, 10 seats or by 9 seats. It's 11, 12, 15. Because the people, let, they're letting the governments know, the leaders know that you don't own our country. Right. We vote you in. And every five years, they, they, if you say St. Lucia, we have Dominicans moving to St. Lucia to work. You know? And, yep. and these are... And these are the type of things we have to look at. And but the, the bottom line of line of it, um, um, Doc, is the is the if you have a working, thriving democracy, you will have a working, thriving economy because the the government that is there will work in the interest of the people, work with the people, and ensure that they're independent, they're self-dependent, ensure that they get markets for them, ensure that our young people will go to study. Um, when government make commitments to pay these universities, they get paid, and our students will not be frustrated in um, um, overseas. These are the type of things we would like to see a government do. Make sure, ensure that we have markets, we have a cash crop, we have our people at work, not just being in NAP for 10, 8 years and not be able to go to the bank to get a loan. Mm -hmm. I worked for 11 years. Um, by the time I had 11 years working at DBMC. I'd purchase land and build my house already. But they have own people don't have anything because they cannot face the bank. They have got a steady job. They have got a, a, a fixed job where they can have a set um, um, appointed by the government or in the private sector where they can face the bank and say, look, I get my salary every month. I can pay for that. Yeah, and, and, we're, and, and we're seeing the implications because First Caribbean Bank is closing shop in January. Because there's no, there's no business for First Caribbean Bank, at least not in the mortgage industry. Right. It's my bank. That's why I took my mortgage um, 20-some, 2020, 2002. Mm -hmm. I took my mortgage, right? Right now I have, and it's at that bank. Now I have to transfer, I have to go to, to another institution <laughs> because wow. they are leaving. Mm -hmm. But it's going to affect our um, correspondent banking. Yep. We only are going to have our national bank, the Republic Bank of Trinidad and Tobago, and our credit unions. Mm -hmm. Because we built, the government built how many, spent how many millions of dollars, they said maybe $300 million on, on housing, building apartments all around the country. We never took loans from these banks. The people that they give houses still cannot take loans, but most of the biggest, most of them are not employed. They do not own these properties, so I have to go to the bank and take a loan and build something else because some of them, not, none of them have title for the small houses, none of them have title for have shorter titles for the apartments. So these banks are not saving, savings alone cannot move an institution. They make the, they make the interest when you take loans. Nobody's taking loans. A few civil public officers are taking loans and, and people in the private sector. But 
on a, a national level, people were given apartments. And we're not saying, Frank, I'm, I'm happy that some of them get apartments, but there should be a way where they pay something for these apartments. When you had mm -hmm. the housing development by the Labour Party of Patrick John, the housing development by the, um, the Freedom Party of Mary Virginia Charles, the housing development um, by the United Workers Party of Edison James, people took loans. They were low-cost housing, housing. But these people took loans and they paid the loans, even just 20 years or whatever. But they paid out the loan. Now they have the titles in their hand. They own these properties. Yeah, and a, and a child and a child of the Patrick John housing scheme, which I am. That is how it was done. We right. got a house, but we also got a mortgage. Right. <laughs> even though it's um, even though it's three hundred, you're paying or two hundred, yep. you're paying, and then um, there's a a program called um, rent to own. Yep, and they're implementing that in one of the Caribbean islands. I just heard it on the news recently. Right. So if you put them in the apartment, say, okay, you can. It's only a hundred. You can pay pay that hundred dollars, but at the end of twenty years. $300 a month, but then 20 years or 10 years, whatever, will give you a shorter title. That, that is your proper, that, is your, that you own that. And you will pass it on to your children. Right now, if somebody passed away in that property, in these apartments, they give it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, or if you did not like you in that apartment or they remove you, somebody has got the apartment. And it's not supposed to be like that. If you, there are some people who have their own land. If you give them maybe $60,000 or you have them build a two-bedroom house, on their property, they own it. They, that is their land. You might only pay $100,000 or $120,000 to do that. That individual owned that property. Now, you say you spent two hundred dollars or four hundred, three hundred thousand $300,000 to build a two-bedroom apartment for somebody, which is ridiculous. But that the person does not own that. And they uh, um, borrowed time. Now, they having, some of them are having central issues in terms of the raw sewage, the lighting, floodings. A lot of things happening there. Some of them, some of the people they have in these apartments are people who are well off. Mm. They have their own property who can rent their own houses and build their own houses. Mm -hmm. And not people who really in need. And these are the type of situations that I'm hoping that when the housing department or the housing division do their, their evaluations that they started somewhere in San Sove, that they will ensure that the people who are in these apartments uh, uh people really need but also you want these people to have some work to do yep so yeah. pay their mortgage their, their, their light bills so it is very difficult the water bills in these mm -hmm. apartment buildings so the situation is very great and it all goes back to a oh, thriving democracy a strong police force a strong government strong institutional state that is what you like to see happen and that is what that's what my sister and the workers with Afimate would like to see happen on a regular. That's what we like to see in the country. I, I worked in the banana industry for 16 years, Doc. And in the 16 years, I see men and women who couldn't read and write, raise their children, build homes, change their vehicles every two years. I saw that. Not nobody tell me. Because their farmers would come there and would be would make trouble with me for uh, putting a wrong code and when they find out that they put they didn't have the code correctly or they put somebody else's code because they couldn't read and write mm -hmm. but we do treat them as low-class citizens we treated them as farmers who had the the agriculture had agriculture as 85 percent of our gdp that's the role they played 
they were making money and sending children to school. These children would not have to gravitate to the urban and suburban area, like the Funkoles and the stock farms and the young peace, putting added pressure on the small communities and the dailies and laplanes and Cassie Bruce and Calibishes are empty because they cannot find employment they, 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 and the lands are abandoned. The lands are still there. How do we get them, young pe these young people back into agriculture, make agriculture sexy again? Give, give, give them the technical and financial support to go back to the field. Do not get support for them and take the support and divert it to something else or get to somebody else. Ensure that these farmers um, gain the confidence of the, the leadership of the state, the Ministry of Agriculture, the other ministries, line ministries to assist them, the fishermen, to ensure that they're productive and not getting funding for the fisher folks, for the farmers, and they're going elsewhere. Getting funding for housing and people who not in need of housing, getting be for those in need. These are the challenges we are facing. Uh, and that is why I commend the workers, I commend the advocates. And I mean, Doc, I have been burned, fried, everything. I've been to the, through the fire for the past 13 years. I've been in elective politics. People don't know the type of sacrifices some of us are making. Honorable Lennox Linton, Danny Lugie, and the other members of United Workers Party. It's, it's a lot. My salary now, Doc, is $2,010 plus allowances making $2,700. I was getting that 25 years ago in the BMC. Wow. So you wait, tell, repeat, repeat that. You were getting that, what, 25 years ago? As an employee at DBMC, the Dominica Banana Marketing Corporation. So it's not about, it was about the money I would, back in the U.S. already. It's right. not about the money. Right. It's about making a genuine contribution towards the development of our country. Mm -hmm. Putting our country in the right, um, right hands. Putting our country in the right direction. Creating opportunities for our young men and women who are just languishing on the roadside. Mm -hmm. They have young women, young men and women who are in their 30s and still at their parents' home. Yep. Yeah. My dad told me by the time you 16, 17, and that you had to leave home. Because you're already working and you have to employ yourself. But parents, happy the children were with them. They will not want the children anywhere else, but they would like to see the children grow. They would like to see the children go to work and come back home and say, Dad, I'll pay the light bill or the cable bill and, and your, your dad will say you can say the house just pay just save your money for you to buy something buy a piece of land build a house i want you to be empowered as well or save your money so you could go out um to further your studies and i will assist but right now the government giving you promissory notes that are empty hmm. and you are at Midwestern State University or elsewhere, and your, your tuition at Monroe College. You are College listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. 
So we're really grateful that um, Spag's sister, Hector John, his sister, was finally released from police custody on Wednesday. And this just speaks to, you know, the atrocities, the complaints we see against the police department in Dominica. And a lot more needs to be done to ensure that the police does not get to be seen as the enemy of the people. Because I am afraid that is where the direction that we're heading to, where people are now seeing the police as their enemy. And that cannot be a good situation for neither the police nor the citizens of Dominica. And then right after we saw the arrest of um you know Spag's sister Eldika John we also heard of the arrest of Dunstan Maggie Peters on what well, there was that Friday right so it continues to happen and then to uh, to find out that he was arrested for not wearing a face mask in 2021 is completely absurd how many people in Dominica in 2021 went maskless during the COVID-19 pandemic? So it becomes an obvious case of police harassment because if you know Maggie Peters, you know that he is a staunch advocate for the peace walkers as well. So he has been a part of the movement. He has been a part of the peace walkers. So he is uh, a apparently being targeted for exercising his right to be a peaceful worker and to protest some of the injustices that are going on in Dominica. So given the nature of all what is going on in Dominica, I also thought that on my Roots Connections program on Wednesday, we will take a look at the best practicing for best practices, excuse me, for law enforcement. So we will have the likes of our Lieutenant Captain NYPD uh, Rene Francis. We will have um, an inspector, retired inspector from England, UK. Um, Dr. David um, will be with us, as well as Mr. Nicholas George, which was the superintendent of police in Dominica. So that will be Dr. David Michaels, Miss uh, Renee Francis, and Mr. Nicholas George will join us on Wednesday at 8 p.m. on Q95 as we continue to talk about the importance of policing, the importance of best practices in policing. So don't forget the interview that you just heard with um, Hector Spags John is a portion of our Facebook Live interview. And for the entire interview, you can always head on over to Push Past 10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com. It is our featured video right there on Push Past 10. So you can see the entire interview of what uh, Hector discussed with us and his concerns and everyone's concerns when it comes to policing in Dominica. So as we continue along today on right here on Untapped Potential on TDN Radio, uh, we want to look at our motivation for this week. And I thought I would take it a step back and just look at the question of why inspiration matters. Because I think we, we have this great opportunity, this great platform right here 
on TDN and untapped potential to be able to motivate and inspire our audience. But sometimes we might wonder, why do I need all this information? So I thought I would head on over to Harvard Business Review. And this is an article by Mr. Scott Barry Kaufman, and it is entitled, Why Inspiration Matters. And it begins by saying, in a culture obsessed with measuring talent and ability, we often overlook the important role of inspiration. Inspiration awakens us to new possibilities by allowing us to transcend our ordinary experiences and limitations. Inspiration propels a person from apathy to possibility and transforms the way we perceive our own capabilities. Inspiration may sometimes be overlooked because of its elusive nature, its history of being treated as supernatural or divine hasn't helped the situation. But as recent research shows, inspiration can be activated, captured, and manipulated. And it has a major effect on important life outcomes. Then the article goes on to talk about three main qualities. So inspiration has three main qualities. I'll read you the first one and then you can check out the article for the rest of the information. So it continues by saying, psychologist Todd M. Thrash and Andrew J. Elliott have noted these core aspects of inspiration, evocation, transcend, and approach motivation. First, inspiration is evoked spontaneously without intention. Inspiration is also transcendent of our more animalistic and self-serving concerns and limitations. Such transcendence often involves a moment of clarity, awareness of new possibilities. As Thrush and Elliot noted, the heights of human motivation spring from the beauty and the goodness that precede us and awaken us to better possibilities. The moment of clarity is often vivid and can take the form of a grand vision, a seeing of something one has not yet seen before, but was probably always there. Finally, inspiration involves approach motivation in which the individual strives to transmit, express, or actualize a new idea or vision. According to Trash and Elliot, inspiration involves both being inspired by something and acting on that inspiration. So a really great article. And then the next section talks about inspired people share certain characteristics. So I want to recommend this article to you. Again, it is called Why Inspiration Matters by Scott Barry Kaufman, and it can be found in the Harvard Business Review on the internet.
So again, thank you for being here with me for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TVN Radio. I always look forward to our time together where we get energized and motivated for the week ahead and we remind ourselves of those important life goals that we have set out for ourselves. So as we well, as we quickly approach the end of the year, don't forget you still have time to work on those goals. You still have time to take the next step, you know, push procrastination to the side, take advantage of the morning hours. I always think to myself, uh, as soon as I wake up, it is go, 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 because I know what happens if we wake up and we sit down right? Nothing gets done for the day. So you want to wake up, you want to brush your teeth. If you're working from home, you want to take advantage and just jump into your work at the beginning of the day. If you're working outside of the home and for example, you want to make sure you head to the gym, you want to make sure you put on your clothes at work and you go straight to the gym. Don't go home. Go straight to the gym because we all know what happens when we go home. We simply will not get back out to go anywhere. Okay. So again, thank you for being here for another episode of Untapped Potential. I look forward to being with you. Don't forget our featured video over at pushpast10.com. While you're there, remember to click on the YouTube channel so you can see all the videos that you may have missed along the way and you also want to click on the past podcast link as well for any podcast you may have missed along the way. So again, thank you for being with me for another episode of Untapped Potential. Let's come back again next week, same place, same time for another power obsession. So as always, remember to tap into your potential every day. Remember your life story is your strength. The challenges you faced before have prepared you for the challenges you face today. So remain strong, stay active, stay positive, and stay engaged. Until we meet again next week, you have yourself a productive week. Take care.